Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Dear listeners, thank you very much for your support. So today the RV is heading to Oahu to talk with John McKeel. John is a book author, a registered nurse, and holds additional science degrees in psychology and engineering. So, John, welcome to the RV. Thank you, Lucia. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm super happy to go to Hawaii. This is like a dream, going to <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> Everyone's favorite vacation spot. Mm-hmm. And Hawaiian culture is unlike anything in the world. Do you agree with it? I definitely agree with them. It's been a tremendous inspiration for me. Yes, I've been there once, and you will never truly understand what it's all about until you live there. So, John, how would you describe living in Hawaii? Well, you know, Lucia, Hawaiian culture, like you said, is unlike anything I've experienced before. Uh, the Polynesians have a, a wonderful giving spirit where they share what they have. And there's two sides to that aloha spirit. There's the, the giving side, but then it's expected that you have reciprocity, that you, you share back. And that's been one of my inspirations living here is to do things that give back to my community. John, I've been to Hawaii a long time ago, and I really wanted to stay there forever. And after Hawaii, all I've been left with is this huge love for poke. I mean, is poke or poke? Poke. Poke. Yep, poke. Okay. And I also love it. I you know, probably at least once a month. I go down to the fish shop and, and pick up uh, more than I probably should. <laughs> I know what you mean. You know, it's so easy to make it. Sometimes when I don't know what to eat, I usually make my poke. And what is your favorite story about you? Oh, my favorite story about me. I think, you know... I've I've been a lot of places and I've done a lot of things, but one of my favorite stories is when I was a, a little boy. Uh, this would be in the 
early 1980s. My family spent a lot of time in uh, the countryside backpacking and mountain climbing in different mountains throughout the North America. And one morning we woke up in this field that we had set our tents in and we found these strawberries. Now, you know, a wild strawberry is about the size of a thimble, very, very small, but the flavor of it was so overwhelming. I can remember it now as if I'm eating it. And it's just this intense flavor. And that experience, you know, making pancakes with these strawberries and sitting there under the open sky with my family, that is one of my favorite memories. And that's amazing how our childhood memories are so strong. Absolutely. So I was reading about you and you are almost like a jack of all trades with all the different roles you have. What do you think is the most challenging aspect of being a registered nurse? For me, the, the experience of being a registered nurse, the biggest challenge isn't actually being a nurse. It's, uh, it's finding that balance where you still take care of your family, where you have enough energy at the end of the day. Um, you know, nursing can be exhausting. And we're seeing that throughout this pandemic. Nurses are, are burning out uh, at an incredible rate. And they're looking for, for anything else to do. They're, you know, they'd rather at this point be a dry cleaner than a nurse anymore. And I think part of that is the inability under the current conditions to, to meet those demands of, of family life or your time off uh, balanced with the requirements of, of what it means to be a nurse. You know, um, so for me, finding time for my family is, uh, is probably the most challenging aspect of being a nurse. And what about being an author? Well, like I said, you know, uh, a lot of nurses are looking for additional career paths. Uh, for me, though, I've been writing since before I was in nursing school. Um, I wrote for the school paper back then, and we ended up doing a, a collection of these serialized short stories that I had written for the paper, uh, all put into one volume, uh, which is actually also available on Amazon. And uh, we turned it around really quick. And unfortunately, that kind of shows a little bit. Um, but we got it out in time for everybody to have a copy for graduation. And being a, an author has been something that I've been drawn to since, well, I was that little boy in, in Colorado. I uh, I've loved telling stories from a young age. And over the last several years, I've been working to, to hone my craft to become an actual author. I see you published a book called Garrison Island. What is this book about? Garrison Island is a book about a young woman who leaves her country after uh, surviving a war and accidentally foils an assassination plot and then gets wrapped up in the attempted overthrow of uh, an island nation off the coast of South America. It's set uh, about 50 years in the future, 
And one of the fun things about that genre is that you can see the science of today stretched out into the future in a, a believable way. You know, the things that we're doing in the laboratories are now commonplace. Uh, so it, it gives some, some rea reality to the story. And I, I think people really enjoy that. Your protagonist is called Carson. Is that correct? That's right. Carson. Carson. So who is the inspiration behind the protagonist? Well, we, uh, we talked before the, the episode about my time in Iraq, and I met a lot of people there, including people from the uh, Kurdish ethnic group. Uh, when I was in uh, the Washington, D.C. area for nursing school, I met a lot more people uh, from that group, and their story really inspired Carson. Um, it's a, a fascinating culture in that everybody around them for centuries has, has pestered them, has denied them, has done all kinds of persecutory things to them, and yet they survive. And uh, it's just that, that fascinating drive and will to be yourself in the midst of such adversity that drove me to create my main character, Carson. And how did you research for this book? Oh, wow. Uh, for the research, I did personal interviews. I talked to other authors, uh, particularly males who have written female protagonists. I wanted to make sure I took the time to get it right. You know, I don't want to not just step on somebody's toes, but I wanted to, to offer a real version, a, a something identifiable um, to, to people who are Kurdish, to people who are women, to people who are people of color. Uh, and obviously I needed a lot of uh, assistance making sure I, I got it right. Um, in addition to that, I consulted with different libraries. There's a, a wonderful collection of Kurdish art and architecture and um, literature over at the Bodelian Library in England. Um, I consulted multiple universities through the internet, as well as a lot of books and um, just everything I could get my hands on. Mm -hmm. Wow. For how long have you been writing this book? Well, uh, it depends on how you want to frame it. Um, I started writing novels, or trying to at least, uh, when I was 24. And uh, that was a while ago now. And the stories weren't ready for publication yet. I, I wasn't quite there. So I ended up using a lot of the characters from those books as backstory for this book. So in one frame, you could say I've been writing this book for 20 years. Uh, in another, you know, it took me from inspiration to final edits. It took a, a year for me to write this story. Okay. But, uh, I've had excellent editors this last year and a half uh, who have, you know, pointed out places I needed to do better and who have helped me identify the weaknesses in my craft and how to fix them. That's been quite an educational experience. Mm -hmm. We always learn something new when we are writing. Yeah, and, exactly. And it's very therapeutic as well. It is. And you mentioned your book includes toxic masculinity. So, Absolutely. 
So how exactly does your book address the issue and what do you have to say about it? Well, for me, toxic masculinity is um, a subject, unfortunately, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with. You know, um, I've lived around a lot of different guys who assert power either through machismo or um, from some kind of religious background who think that men are inherently superior and therefore should show that superiority in their daily lives, uh, authoritarian types of leadership or people who are dictators in their home. And so it was unfortunately easy for me to, to find the inspiration for those moments. But what I wanted to do was to ask what would happen if you had a, a female, a woman's led culture who was technologically and environmentally and economically superior to the cultures around it that were based on this, this masculine dynamic and what would happen when those two cultures collided. And uh, it's been a lot of, a lot of fun actually for the protagonist to get the upper hand. It wasn't even, it wasn't even Carson. It was the ancillary characters. It was the community as a whole demonstrating that control over yourself and control over your abilities does not necessarily mean weakness. And there's a difference between being meek and being weak. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, totally. And John, do you see any improvement coming up in the next years? I do. I do. And I think it has to happen at home first. Um, I've got a, a young son and I also have a young daughter. And part of my job is teaching them. And some of the things that I'm teaching them are the self-reliance skills that we usually attribute to the male archetype you know, that masculine power of, I can make my own way in the world, but I'm teaching that to my daughter. You know, the ability to defend against uh, other people. Um, again, I'm, I'm teaching my daughter those skills as well. We went to a, a class together on Brazilian jiu-jitsu and she loved it. You know, um, I've got a, a good friend of mine, Alessandra Kelly, who is a fantastic jiu-jitsu uh, artist and she is uh, an inspiration to a lot of uh, young women. Uh, in fact, she works with a, a group 
called uh, Hear the Cry Brazil that does a lot of relief work for these uh, abused women and young girls in Brazil. Uh, that's the country that she's originally from. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to, to partner with them in a lot of their projects that they're, they're doing as well. It's kind of putting your money where your mouth is for me. You know, if I espouse a certain belief, I need to have some, some deeds to back it up, you know. Um, but I think it's on the way to change. I think we're seeing that in uh, American culture, at least. Uh, a lot of people are pushing back against it including, um, well, there was a, a podcaster that uh, I interviewed with Preliminary uh, who didn't really want me on her show, and I, I get that. That's fine. Everybody's got their own taste, but she also opened it up to her audience uh, with the topic like toxic masculinity and used it as a way to froth up her, her audience, which I, I found really interesting because as a woman, I, I can't imagine wanting that to be perpetuated, but to each their own. Absolutely. And toxic masculinity is a growing problem in today's society. I, I think we need to address this problem. So, John, I see you are very well connected with your community, uh, family, and these important things in our society. Uh, what is your motto? My motto is people before things. Um, if you ask my kids, that it was going to be their first answer because I'm constantly saying it. You know, again, uh, part of my, my job, my duty is to teach our children. And part of that is, is the moral structure that I believe in and that my wife believes in and making sure that they at least understand it, whether they choose to adopt it or not as, as they grow. But people before things is a lesson I learned in, uh, in construction. I had this, this wizened old man um, and he became almost a, an adopted grandfather to me. And he taught me carpentry, you know, how to build walls, how to, to build furniture and, and so forth. And I must have been 14, 15 years old. And we're dealing with, with a lot of really powerful tools and, and things that can do a lot of damage to a person. And he looked at me and he's like, the thing you need to remember is that we always take care of our tools, but if it comes down to between you and the tool, we can buy another tool. And that was, that was a really important lesson to me because as a young man, I knew that if I broke a, a saw or a router or whatever, I couldn't afford to replace it and I'd probably lose my, my job. But taking the time to tell me that gave me more confidence in my abilities in doing the job and it let me know what the, the truly important thing was. And I, I broke that down into to the motto, people before things. So I love your motto. It's like stuff is just stuff. We can throw stuff away and get new stuff. But in my opinion, family and friends, new friends, old friends, are why we go on living. I agree. I agree. And you know, given the choice between taking care of a friend and, I don't know, having, having a, a fancy cup of coffee and a donut, you know, it's the same cost. 
So I'm willing to go without that little bit of extra comfort in order to, to provide some help to my friend. And that's the, that's the moral lesson I'm trying to communicate to my kids. Uh, that's beautiful, John. Beautiful. John, what is the most overrated virtue? Um, I'm going to go with uh, reverence. And here's why. Okay. It's when we're to the point that we revere something, it's no longer appropriate to question it. Right, it has this unassailable quality that you simply admire it, you look up to it, you follow it without question. And I think that human history has shown that that is a dangerous thing to do. You know, uh, whether it's a, a powerful leader, a concept, uh, even just the idea of certain heroes. You know, uh, I spent a lot of time reading mythology, obviously, um, but when we try to mythologize actual people, we not only sell ourselves short by having an imperfect model, but we sell the history of that person short. You know, we are more than our best accomplishments. We are our faults. We are our temptations. We are our successes all at the same time. And to eliminate any part of that, is to, to cut short the value of that person's existence and the lessons that we could learn from them are, are eliminated. Now, as a kid, I loved, uh, I loved stories about George Washington and uh, the cherry tree, right? Or Abraham Lincoln and, uh, you know, Pecos Bill from Texas. I, I spent a lot of time in my childhood in Texas. Both of my kids are from Texas. And actually, uh, the sequel to Geyerson Island is going to be set in Texas. So uh, don't get me wrong. I, I have a lot of connection to, to that culture. But the Pecos Bill story is, uh, is supposedly based on a real person. But you could redraw him as a cartoon. I, Walt Disney did draw him as a cartoon. <laughs> and you lose so much of, of what's possible to learn from someone's story when you do that. So for me, that, that reverence, that uh, removal of questions or um, putting someone up on a pedestal to the point that they're untouchable, I think that's the most overrated virtue. I agree completely, completely. John, what is your mission? Hmm. Okay, so my mission, um, as a person, as an individual, my mission is to accumulate as many experiences in the short time that I have um, as possible. I think that is the essence of what life is about. I think that is the essence of what life is about. Um, you know, just understanding the world around me, understanding the people that I interact with as best I can. And I do that through, um, you know, interaction through art, through music and, and books, but also with working with people and seeing them at their best and at their worst. You know, whether that means uh, when I was a, a loan collector, you know, seeing people on the, 
the, the bad side of everything or uh, in war or as a nurse or, you know, this, that, and the other. I've done a lot, like you said, but the reason has always been to, to collect experience. Um, and it's also about family for me, you know, um, doing what is necessary for the betterment of my family. Um, not because I'm the man, you know, but simply because that's what a family is about. That, that central core belief that these are my people and we are succeeding or failing as a group. Mm-hmm. And you are a role model to your kids. Absolutely. You know, I think every parent is, um, some more so than others. Uh, some are more cautionary tales, but uh, we all start out, I think, uh, or at least the vast majority start out trying to be a good role model for their children. And unfortunately, you don't really see that in, until well into when you have the, the influence over your kids, whether that worked out or not. Mm-hmm. But, so it's so good to talk with you. I really could be here with you for hours. No problem. I've enjoyed talking with you too, Lucia. Yes. And so tell our listeners, how can they find your book and how they can also connect with you? Do you have social media? I do. I do actually. Um, on social media, you can look for at J.M. McKeel on Twitter. Uh, John McKeel underscore author on Instagram, John McKeel at uh, Facebook, and then uh, you can go to GuyersonIsland.com. I've got a new website that's coming up, and we'll be having merchandise for sale there as well. For my book, it's available on Amazon on uh, all the regional platforms, so whether that's in Europe or America or Canada, uh, it's, it's available through Amazon. And that's the ebook and uh, paperback as well. Now, I'm also in distribution for bookstores, libraries, anywhere that you find a book, you can ask them to, to stock Guyerson Island. That's excellent. And John, thank you very much for your time. And, My pleasure. And- Aloha. <laughs> Aloha, mahalo nui. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.